Welcome everyone to the Cardano Effect Podcast, episode 53. The purpose of this podcast is to take high-level developer information and projects that are occurring within the Cardano space and break them down into bite-sized, consumable pieces of information for everyday use. I'm your host, Philippe, and let's get this podcast started. It's Rick and myself as the hosts of the Cardano Effect podcast today, and we have a very special guest. He's an all-star. Rick will be introducing him very shortly. I want to run through some housekeeping rules before we start this podcast. For all the new viewers to the Cardano Effect podcast, if you want to support this channel, if you want to support what we're doing, please consider hitting that subscribe button. There's also a little bit, a little notification bell right next to the subscribe button. Our podcast is growing. We've grown this together as an audience, and it's really incredible, and we're very thankful for that. But as this podcast grows, when the bull market returns, when Cardano hits its right, rightful spot on coin market cap, there's going to be new eyes on this project. And the first thing that they're going to do is they're going to be looking for more information about the Cardano project and the best place for them to find out some information about what's happening, what's happened, and what's going to happen is the Cardano Effect podcast. So please hit that subscribe button. And without further ado, I would like to remind everyone that none of what we say on this podcast is financial advice. Remember, you are your best financial advisor. And if you don't think you are, you need to find someone who's qualified to do so. So without further ado, Rick, how are you doing today? How's your Wednesday evening going? Hey, it's going great, Philippe. I got some good news today from Pandora. We will be on Pandora in about two to three weeks. That's Pandora Beta. I would also like to give a shout out to our sponsor, IOHK. Thank you for sponsoring this podcast. Also now known as Input Output Global. So Input Output Hong Kong is becoming Input Output Global. For viewers new to this podcast, this podcast is available on nine major streaming platforms, soon to be 10. Once we include the Pandora beta, we got in early. We're releasing on Pandora. So thank you to our audio technician, Kyle, Rob over at Libsyn, and the folks at Pandora for approving us to be on Pandora beta. We very much appreciate that. We're also on 51 apps. If you If we are not on your favorite app, let me know at thecardanoeffect.gmail.com, and I'll see if I can get listed on your app. But we primarily list on the major streaming feeds, so that's going very well. Uh, I think that worked out pretty good, eh, Philippe? And it works out good for this episode we have today, which is business development. Returning to the Cardano Effect, we have Mr. Daniel Friedman, business development for Input Output Hong Kong. Is it okay if I call it Input Output Global? Uh, sure. Um, I think is you it know, official? We, we we don't we don't discriminate. Input output global IOHK. Um, just input output. You know, just keep keep it general. Yeah. Input output, and I got my New Balance shirt on. Got the New Balance shoes. So guess what we're <laughs> going to be talking about today. So I would like to welcome Daniel back to the Cardano Effect. He was on with us on episode twelve earlier this year, and he returns after some very significant developments. Daniel, thank you for coming back to this podcast. And how are you doing today? Ohio gozaimasu. Yes, Ohio gozaimasu because uh, you know, on my part of the world, it is morning. Which, uh, but uh, for those of you who don't know, that means it means good morning in Japanese. Uh, thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Love the podcast. I've been have been watching uh, not just my episode over and over and over again, and being all self conscious about myself. Um, and uh, yeah. A lot of exciting stuff going on. Uh, we've been really working hard in business development to uh, create these opportunities. And um, 
I'm really happy that I can now speak about some of these opportunities in a little bit more detail because I could not do so before. So I know that, um, you know, some people might have thought, well, you know, why is this guy just saying, you know, uh, manufacturer X, we're going to be working with company Y. You know, I understand people want more information. People want to know what's going on. People care in the space. And I really and we really appreciate that. So I'm really happy that I can share more information this time. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. Um, if you're not if you're not familiar with Daniel Friedman, you need to go follow him on Twitter. He's really making moves behind the scenes, and all his news is coming to the forefront now. And uh, you are the MVP of the month for sure. I mean, you've been doing so many different things, and I think the first thing that we need to start off with is this New Balance deal. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this partnership? took place, what exactly was the thought process for a blockchain company, for IOHK to push this partnership between Cardano and New Balance? Well, this, um, I'd say it's been over a year now. Uh, started about a year ago. And uh, just as a lot of these opportunities do, we have a catch-all box at input output where people just, you know, ping us and see if we if we're interested. And uh, one night going through our catch all, I found uh, an email, a very interesting email from a, you know, actually a Cardano fan, a fan of what we do, um, who um, just happened to be an executive at New Balance. And uh, yeah, so I mean, this I read the email first. I was interested. Well, wow, this is really interesting. You know, there is a uh, the, the, there is a lot of space for you know supply chain authentication products out there. This is a, a definitely a blockchain uh, centric or can be a blockchain centric solution. And uh, yeah, on the bottom, I read uh, you know New Balance. I said oh, New Balance. I, I I like New Balance. They're the ones that actually make sneakers in my size. You know, it's um, yeah, it's a problem for me out here, actually, to find shoes in my size, because I'll tell you, the Japanese don't really have big feet. And I do. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, so um, replied, uh, we set up a f- uh, we set up uh, a phone call, a really good first call. It was about 2 a.m. my time because uh, this person is in Boston, which is bas- where New Balance is located. Uh, since I'm in Japan and uh, we don't have daylight savings time, depending on the on the time of the year, sometimes I'm 13 hours behind, sometimes I'm 12 hours uh, or 13 hours ahead, 12 hours ahead. So uh, yeah, we had a, a several uh, brainstorming sessions um, in the middle of the night and uh, really started to outline what the issue is. And uh, the issue really here is the secondary markets. Um, and so. Um, on these secondary markets, there are there is a lot of uh, merchandise that basically it's it's not it's it's not it's not about you know these companies that you know that that make a you know a, a new phalance or, or or a new business shoe you know and make it look like and they sell it for half the price. It's about companies that really try to imitate. Uh, this particular brand and pass it off as the real thing. That's what the problem is. And so we started brainstorming on what we can do to uh, basically make things better, make things uh, better for the consumer, because um, there is a pretty significant luxury sneaker 
sneaker market out there, meaning that there's people who buy sneakers that, you know, that are limited production, limited edition. These sneakers are collectible. And these people would like to know that they have an authentic product. Okay. And so the blockchain is, is basically the answer to this. I, I, we believe, we both believe the blockchain is the answer because you can authenticate using the blockchain. So that's how this, uh, this idea was born. Uh, of course, uh, this would not be possible without our awesome uh, uh, business development team, which I, you know, I plugged in as soon as we figured out that, yes, there is synergy. And, uh, you know, fast forward a year later, uh, we have this deal. We have this uh, amazing use case for Cardano and uh, really looking forward to see what, uh, you know, what comes next. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's good news. And so the history leading up to making this this deal was there was a lot of work. It took a year. It took a year worth of effort before we could really come out and say, hey, this is what we got going on. We got a deal going with New Balance. That's pretty cool. Oh, and I'm glad you got shoes in your size because my son was following along with uh, the New Balance release of the shoes today. And they sold out very quickly, just in a couple of hours, out of almost all sizes except size 15 and above. So if you wear size 15 and above, they might still have some available. Well, I'll tell you, you know, uh, I, I used to be I used to be size 13, but I guess now I got older. My foot got bigger for some reason. So, uh, yeah, I uh, gravity. It, it is. It's gravity. <laughs> Gra- gravity is not my friend at this particular instance. Yeah. So I, I had a question about the shoe. So the shoe is called the I've, I've heard in the comment section it's pronounced Omnis, but it's OMN one S's. And I was I, I caught the highlights yesterday because I'm on the East Coast. So there was a the opening series game for the NBA and the LA Clippers played the LA Lakers. And there's a person on the LA Clippers. His name is Kawhi Leonard. He was on the Toronto Raptors last year and he won the NBA championship. So he's a very popular NBA player. And the Clippers won the opening game last night. And if you look at his shoes when he was playing, he was playing in the Omnis, the white edition. I believe it had the the gold trimmings on the on the back. And uh, I looked on a site called StockX, which is S-T-O-C-K and then X. And that's basically a shoe reselling website where people can buy and sell limited edition shoes, the limited edition luxury basketball shoes and other sneakers. And uh, his his edition is already going for, I believe, $450, even though the retail price is $140. And I'm sure, like Rick was saying, everything is sold out. Only the giant, the people with giant basketball feet are left to purchase because there's not that many people with size 15 and above. But uh, it seems like it's a very... It's a very interesting shoe and it has demand on that that secondary website. So I had a question about the real chain that is set up. Well, first we can talk about real chain and then we can talk about whether or not the real chain card is added to all the different Omni variations. So there's multiple different colors. There's the Kawhi Leonard edition. There's the gray one. There's the Toronto one. There's the black ice one, DNA trust. It has a whole bunch of different color schemes. Is it only included with the standard white one, or is that real chain card put in multiple different sneaker variations and colors and everything like that? Well, at this point, I can't really elaborate on uh, what particular plans uh, New Balance has for this particular authentication product as far as you know, uh, spreading it out into other editions. So um, I believe that pretty much, you know, looking at uh, what they have, what they, what they offer 
at the uh, the pop up events, you know, the, uh, that they just did in Los Angeles, and they're going to be doing one in uh, New York, I believe. That would answer your question. But again, number one, I can't really elaborate on it. Number two, I don't have enough information on it to give an educated answer. So, yeah, and that's a good answer. And you know. Daniel, there was something I wanted to touch on to help our viewers understand how sensitive business works. There are some things that you're allowed to talk about and some things you're not allowed to talk about because they're business sensitive. And if you were to talk about them, then people would steal your business, right? So what kind of things with the New Balance deal or any other deal, what kind of things are you allowed to tell us about? And what kind of things are you not allowed to tell us about without telling us what those things are? Well, um, I... What I can talk about is what the two parties agree upon. So in any kind of business deal, especially a business deal like this, when you're dealing with a major brand that already has a public public face out there that people know, that people trust and listen to, um, and if you work with a brand like that, you need to be aligned in your... Well, in your message. And so uh, you decide what you can speak about publicly, what you can't speak about publicly, and you really have to follow that. Uh, I, can't, uh, I can't elaborate on the future plans of the pilot. I can't elaborate on you know, what other products uh, you know, they will or will not use this uh, particular solution in. Uh, however, I can talk about, you know, like I said, how the deal happened, what's going on with the deal right now. I can also talk about things that I believe are synergetic. But again, I need to make that distinction when I speak about these things. And this is very important because my job, one, my, one of my main, the main parts of my job is speaking. And when you speak, you have to make sure that what you say is that you don't run your mouth too much, basically, because running your mouth too much can damage a relationship, can damage a deal. And so when I speak, I have to make sure that I'm aligned with these messages that that have been decided by the, uh, you know, by the two parties. So that's uh, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. OK, that's fair enough. Yeah. I'm glad you explained that because we have some incredible Reddit users who ask some incredible questions. And uh, I know some of them, we look through and we go, wow, I don't know if you could really answer that uh, due to business sensitivities. So we very much appreciate our Reddit our Reddit users, but we, we want to make sure they understand if we can't answer a question, it's not because we don't want to, it's because of the strategy. Well, it's a prime example of, of this is actually um, if some of the folks that are watching uh, were kind enough to actually see the first podcast that I was on the Cardano, the first time I was in the Cardano effect, I did speak about the New Balance deal. But at that point, I could not speak about the New Balance deal. So I said, it's going to be a uh, a brand that you're going to see and say, oh, wow, I know these guys. I have this. But at that point, I just could not say anything because the deal was still too early on. And uh, we have not decided what the unified message was going to be. Now that the deal is, well, it's been rolled out. Now I can speak. Now I can tell you, yes, guys, you know that that uh, brand X that I was speaking about? That's New Balance. And I'm glad you came back to tell us. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out. And like I said, it would not be possible without our team because also some of the things that I see prominent in the space is, and, and I do appreciate people supporting everybody, supporting myself, supporting all the other people that have a public face in the, in the Cardano ecosystem. 
but what I want to make sure that people understand is this was not me, just me. This I did not single-handedly wave a magic wand and create this particular opportunity. I did my job, but then our team, our team of probably, I, th- I think it's about 20 different people that worked in this deal by now, made this deal happen. So there is a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And so when people when people say, good job, okay, they say, good job to me. I just want to make sure that they understand that this is not just me. This is a team that's working behind me or with me. And I'm very grateful that that team is there because without the team, this would not be possible. It just would not be possible because I only, I only fit a part of the puzzle. I am not the entire thing. And so that's very important that, that people realize that There are people behind the scenes that you might not know that don't want to be, you know, in a public light, but they do their job. And without them, this would not be possible. Good to know. Good to know. So shout out to Dan and the rest of the team and everyone that was involved in this project. Yeah, because I mean, New Balance, the the thing that I really like about this, how, how it's working out is New Balance will kind of set the benchmark, the standard of excellence on future endeavors. And, you know, when this shows success. Other companies can look at that and say, oh, they made that work, you know? And that that's my personal view on why I'm glad to see real world use cases implemented. And it surprised me when I heard that. It really did surprise me. I said, whoa, I didn't see that coming. I thought it'd be, you know, another sort of credit card, which we got. You, you, thought, you thought it was going to be Sergio Valente. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't know it was going to be. Uh, no, I didn't know it was going to be Sergio Valente. I it might have been Gillette or something <laughs> like that, Philippe had mentioned last week. <laughs> Uh, so no, that was great that you landed it and that, that we landed as a, as a team, the, the whole new balance thing. And, uh, F- Philippe, did you have more questions before we go over to Reddit? Cause there is a significant number of Reddit questions. What do you got? Buddy? Yes. Yes. Uh, I just, before, because we're probably like, we're getting to that halfway point of the podcast. So for all the new viewers and the people unfamiliar with the new balance deal, can we speak more about real chain? I, I'm, of course, I wasn't at the pop-up locations, but you can download an app. I have it for Android, the real chain app. It's probably not clear here. And uh, it's similar technology to the Tangem card where you can scan it on your phone and a string of characters. Can you go through the entire process of how to authenticate the shoe? What is this real chain and how does it interact with Cardano? I know, I know that's a loaded question with three different questions there, but uh, really explain to the users exactly what is happening. Sure. Um, so uh, there have been a few questions about this, and um, I think it's, it's good to clear this up. Uh, some people uh, were under the impression that uh, you know they don't understand. Well, how is this possible since uh, we haven't rolled out our smart contracts mainnet yet, and this uses smart contracts? Uh, it doesn't. What this does use is what's called colored coins. Um, so basically, um, each as you know, each transaction on the blockchain carries its own unique hash which is a unique identifier that then is put into the blockchain, uh, which is immutable. So you can't copy it, right? Because it's just, it's like unraveling a ball of string. You just can't do it. You know, you can't do it without people knowing. Each one of these cards is assigned a particular hash. So there is a transaction that happens on the Cardano blockchain. When you use the card to authenticate the shoe that you bought, through the app. So basically what you do is you buy the shoe, you open the box, there's a card in there, 
you download the app, you then tab the card on to the app, and it'll then register that particular product on the New Balance Real Chain using the Cardano blockchain, using these colored coins. Um, so that's, I mean, that's it in a nutshell. It's, um, it's a straightforward solution. And uh, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's, it's a very straightforward and good use case for Cardano in the particular state that it's in right now. Wow. And so the shoes, if, if I were to buy one today, that card is, will work with the current Cardano blockchain with this colored coin? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this this particular, yeah, this uh, every, anything that's sold with these cards will be interacting with the Cardano blockchain. So when you register the product through the app, the app interacts with the Cardano blockchain to register the hash that is assigned to this particular shoe or this particular pair of shoes. And so uh, I just I just wanted to make it clear that. Um, this is a, it's not an anti-counterfeiting solution. It's an authentication solution. So basically what you're doing is you're authenticating that this product is the real deal. Because anti-counterfeiting the shoe, it would probably, there would have to be a device inside that shoe in order, or the whole shoe. I mean, there's a difference between having a card and a shoe because someone could take a card technically and put it in a different shoe box and authenticate that shoe with that. Is, is that what that means, the difference? And, well, there is a, um, I mean, you are correct that there has to be more done to, to the actual, and this is, this is me talking. This is, not, this is not something that we discussed with New Balance. Yes. There has to be more involved. There's more involved in making an anti-counterfeiting solution versus an authentication solution. Now, Going back to the New Balance solution, so there is, um, it's not as simple as uh, just taking a card and putting it into a different box. There are other uh, aspects that are registered in that particular hash that will then go back to that particular shoe. Uh, again, these are identifiers that I'd rather not talk about, but it's, it's something that's already, that uh, New Balance already uses and that is attached to this particular, to this particular card. So it's not as easy. It's not, you know, uh, you know, because the, there have been some questions. Well, what if somebody just takes a card and 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 makes, you know, a bunch of uh, fake shoes and puts this card in there? Uh, you 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 can't. I mean, it's it's they're all unique. All these things are unique. So um, that's that 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 uniqueness. It's is what provides the opportunity for authentication. I see. I see. All right, Daniel. So what we're going to do go, next is go into the Reddit question. But before we do. I've got a question for you. Uh, but we, we always got to ask our guests some crazy questions. And so I'll, I'll let you have your choice. One question is, what is the craziest thing you've ever done? And the other question is, have you ever gone to jail or prison before? Which one do you want to take? Jail, prison, or craziest thing? Well, okay. So um, let's, uh, okay, jail. Well, I'll, 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 I'll do- feel, feel free to embellish. <laughs> well, um, I for a while I was in the stint of where I was really into science and but I was kind of a you know a loner right and um so what I wanted to do is actually you know leave a mark on the world uh, as far as you know you know what I'm about and uh you know what I can bring to the world and um so with my uh a trusty uh, army of uh, minions that I created myself in my basement. 
and a doctor, a, a, you know, a, a, a mad scientist, I created a plot to steal the moon. Ding. N- n- uh, uh, no, no, that's, that's looking big. No, that that's the plot for Despicable Me. <laughs> sorry, I I I, I over Elon Musk involved. Yeah, I I, I over embellished. <laughs> over embellished. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, no, nah, just uh, yeah. I'm I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Yeah, I did. I did, and it was over. Uh, it was over unpaid tickets in California. Just just really, you know. In my youth, I was not as organized financially as I am right now. Financially responsible, had a few tickets. That's it. I'm, I'm sorry. It's just, it's just. That's I, right. I, I, it was just one of those yeah. days. That's cool. You know, maybe, maybe someday you'll be able to put parking tickets on a blockchain or something. I don't know. After <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe. Now, you know, I, you know, being a super villain is actually um, like I, you know, I think maybe. You know, I mean, Charles is a good guy, but I think that if he really, you know, had the inspiration, he could be a good supervillain. I, I don't know. He could. And you could be his henchman, the guy that breaks kneecaps. Yeah. Yeah. So so I would be the guy before that you have to fight before you go to the main guy. Okay. You know, so like I'll, 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 I'll be I'll be that big boss, you know, you, you get through him and then Charles is the one flying around in the. And then in that thing, you know, like in Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So, you, so you went yep. to jail. You got thrown in jail. I, I did. Parking tickets. I did. I did for parking. It wasn't parking tickets. It was, uh, what was it for? Um, was it parking tickets? Was it in Japan? No, no, no. Were you in Japan when that happened? No, 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 no. This, this was bad in California. This is going back like 15 years. Oh, yeah. Well, California, yeah, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It, it wasn't anything fun. I mean, over there, you know, they'll put you in jail for looking at somebody funny. Yeah. Litter, <laughs> littering. You know, yeah, yeah littering. Trash on the street. Dropping on a piece of trash, going to jail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They, 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 they need to they need to keep the, the machine running. So, yeah. Oh, you know, definitely. Like, oh, yeah. yeah you, you're, go, you're going to the... You're going to the uh iron bar hotel have fun yeah <laughs> yeah that sounds like what happens in california yeah, yeah. that was cool though it, thanks for telling us a story man yeah, we always you. like to hear john o'connor kind of set the standard for that with uh going to prison going to jail what's the craziest thing you ever done so we got to yeah, throw that in there it, once in a while john o'connor has much cooler tales than i do because he deals in much more uh um what 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 is what is the right word? Um, robust places. Oh, I no, thought you were going to say nefarious. <laughs> nefarious, yeah, nefarious. Was that okay? Anyway, <laughs> nefarious. That's it. Nefarious places. Then I do. Um, you know, I go. I, I'm in Eastern Europe. I'm in Asia. You know, I mean, out here, I could set off a nuclear device, and uh, they'd be like, "Oh, oh, no, no, foreigner, foreigner. We're not going to deal with this guy. <laughs> He's too big." <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, you know, over there, it's a little different out here. It's more like, you know, just, just, you know, just do whatever you want. Just don't hurt us and just try not to take any lives. Don't eat us. Yeah. Don't, don't eat our children. <laughs> yeah, I would say most boring job in Japan is a police officer because nobody commits any crimes over there. Except Listen, Americans. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. You get to go around and talk to old ladies about stolen bicycles that randomly appear on their property and then there is, uh, you know, once in a while there is an accident and you have to stand there for about an hour and measure everything with a giant ruler. It's, it's really exciting. <laughs> it's, it's super exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, oh, the, 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 once in a while there is, you know, 
you know, there's some uh, uh, odd foreigners hanging out and you just have to kind of check their check their IDs. But uh, besides that, yeah, it's 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 a pretty relaxed job. Yeah, that's cool. I like Japan, too. But glad you didn't get arrested in Japan. You're setting a good example. Let's head over to the no, Reddit no, questions. No. What do you think? That sounds good. That sounds good. <laughs> We have quite a few Reddit questions. I bet Daniel's got some more scary stories back there. He just don't want to say it because he'll incriminate himself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The names the names have been changed. The names have been changed to protect the survivors. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> All right. All right. So Daniel, it's the the one at the bottom of the list on Reddit where Dwayne C23 says, no, I'm gonna read this whole thing and then we'll boil it down. But what he asks is he says, Hey Dan. Want to start by saying awesome work with the New Balance Pilot, MOU signed, and of course, the Itala framework. Thank you. My question is for you, are you focused on the Itala Cardano hybrid solutions? At a broad scope, what use cases and trends do you see emerging for Cardano surrounding financial markets, including in underdeveloped nations across Asia or Africa? Specifically, Charles recently spoke to the Ethiopia utility currency pilot being developed in Addis Ababa as being a hybrid solution with the front end living on the Atala side so government can uh, exert control in the the currency metadata living on a Cardano ledger. Can you validate this model and speak to the feasibility of implementing this solution in similar regions? So very in-depth question, and there are more questions going along with assuming the project is uh, is a success. So let's kind of like boil this down into pieces. What do you got to say there, Dan? Okay, well, first of all, and uh, my apologies if I'm sounding like a broken record, Ethiopia is, uh, as we said, John O'Connor, so I don't want to elaborate on uh, projects that I'm actually not not a part of. I would like to leave that to John O'Connor and to Charles, just so that uh, you know you guys get the right information. I don't want to speculate on these things. As far as the way Atala works... Um, and as far as what it can do for uh, developing markets, uh, it can absolutely create financial stability for developing markets. Um, Atala in itself is uh, is designed for governments, for smart cities, and it's built around around digital identities. And so everything that is included in Atala is built on top of a digital identity, credentials verification. Uh, the Chimeric Ledger that can support different financial instruments. Um, and uh, that's it. In, uh, I mean, with those particular tools, a government can create sort of an ecosystem that can have all these different plug and play components, which can then, of course, you know, we you can use Cardano for a, if say, for a distributed payment solution, for example. Um, it's not limited to that, and it's it's very important to understand that Atala. We have an uh, we have our own Atala team that develops Atala, the Atala product. And while some of these things are dependent on Cardano because they're built with the Cardano technology, it's not fully codependent on it. So I hope that uh, gives some definition to what you're looking for. I know it's not the entirety of it. Um, say, for example. Um, Something uh, that we can create for a government is an ecosystem in Atala that ha- they could have its own uh, payment ledger. Then the government can pin a digital representation of their currency to, and so they can create that. The, they can this so that particular part of 
the solution can still be controlled by the government because governments don't like to just give everything over. I mean, of course, you know, they need to have, you know, a certain level of custody, a certain level of, uh, you know, control that basically, say, for example, uh, obeys monetary policies. Uh, because that's one of the main things that digital currencies, are, you know, where digital currencies find friction, is regulatory environments. And so different different jurisdictions have different re- regulatory environments, and these particular jurisdictions are hesitant to adapt full cryptocurrencies because of their nature, because they are in many ways unregulated. So it's difficult to regulate. And so this particular solution can give them op- th- that option to have a regulated representation of their particular currency that can work on the blockchain, but it is not exactly a cryptocurrency. So again, just uh, it's, um, it's not a one-size-fits-all solution. It's a customizable solution, and that's why it's exciting. It's, um, it's kind of, um, you know just really versatile and you can build a lot of different things with it. You can build a lot of different, you can do a lot of different things that can really help an economy and can, can help a society grow and can help a society leapfrog, uh, which is actually one of the, uh, one of the things that's happening in Africa right now with the penetration of, of mobile devices. Uh, they're, they're leapfrogging over having to have the landlines installed and having everybody have their own, phones and their own wired internet they're leapfrogging over that and so the actual penetration is happening with the cell phones where people have internet that is mobile and so that's that's uh, that's one of the things that Italic can offer good so if they want to issue a currency then it can if they can issue the currency on a blockchain it's not running wild because current cryptocurrencies are very wild and they can control it and that's the, what they wanted that's what the customer wanted and that's what you guys delivered yeah, that's uh, that's exactly it. There ha- there it's not just one solution fits all. It has the capability to provide custom solutions to uh tailor to different jurisdictions. That makes sense. So should we roll to the next Reddit question? I would like to give a shout out and a thanks to Reddit user Dwayne C23. Thank you Dwayne and thank you to our awesome Reddit folks. Yes, and this is DC on Telegram. So shout out to you DC. Great question. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm go- oh, it says, thanks, DC, at the end. Thanks, Philippe. All right, buddy. You got the next one. And this is one is from Spoken Legacy. Spoken Legacy says, could Daniel Friedman talk a little bit more about putting medical records on the network? What kind of equipment, if any, would the hospital need to grab in order to edit, update medical info? Uh, each time a doctor requested a medical file, would that require a transaction fee to stake pools or whenever records were updated? How much data can be stored? And would someone with complex medical history cost more to update their records in the blockchain? So there's a lot of different questions in this, but uh, let's start with, could you put medical records on the, uh, on, uh, on the Cardano network? And would that interact with ADA as far as transaction fees every time that doctors were maybe pulling information? I'm 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 trying to summarize his questions, but uh, could you speak to that? Uh, yes. So, um, well, first we need to we need to think about which uh, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the current Cardano era? Are we talking about uh, Shelley? Are we talking about Gogan? 
which uh, w- w- what are we talking about exactly? So at in this particular point, it is possible to put records on the blockchain. And the way you do that is on the, well, on the Cardano blockchain, for example. Uh, if you want to do it with Cardano, if you want to do it with decentralized, you can also do a permissioned ledger as well. It depends. It really all depends on who the solution is for, because it's not one size fits all. You could put it on the Cardano blockchain, but again, using the uh, the colored coin technology, meaning that each one of these records has its own unique coin, say in, uh, one ADA, right? One ADA, which to, uh, which has a hash attached to it, which then is you create a system which then uses that hash to save particular information, save particular records. Now, again, it's a custom solution. So you have to see, for example, with Atala, uh, one of the things that we're doing in 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 uh, with Atala and in Georgia is uh, we are making sure that the user has or the the holder of the information has the most control over their own information so there is no information leakage right because one of the issues that you get and this is actually something that's uh, eventually will be will be uh, sold with zero knowledge proofs one of the issues that you have is information leakage so say for example uh, i go to a hospital and i fill out uh you know, that form that says whatever, if you have any allergies or diseases or whatever, it has my address, it has my age on it, it has my social security number on it, okay? That particular record goes to their file cabinet or their database or whatever, legacy database or uh, traditional database with all this other information, right? So what do they need to really know? I mean, they need to know what to call me. They can't just say, hey, you. I mean, really, if you think about it, what does a doctor need to know about you at that particular point to treat you? Do they need to know your address? Not really. I mean, it's not of his business where you live. You're there at the hospital. They don't have to go to your house. Uh, Do they need to know uh, your birth date? Probably not. You know, again, this is not information that needs to be saved, but it is saved. You know, it is in these data systems where it it can potentially be stolen. And so if somebody knows your social security number, somebody knows your name, address, and age, they can do some damage, you know? Now, these systems, they we uh, they strive to prevent that, where you own your own credential. You own your own information. And so this information is saved locally with you, and then you give the user uh, or whoever wants that information permission to use that information, and then you can revoke that permission. And so going back to medical records, at this particular stage, that is possible to create that. And again, it all depends on what they're looking to achieve, how far they're looking to uh, go with these records. Um, One of the things actually is the standard under which these records are saved. So what do you need to have saved in the blockchain? What information do you want to save in the blockchain? What information do you want to save offline? So I'm I, I'm sorry this is kind of like a bit all over the place, but again, it's it's a it's it's a it's not a one size fits all solution. It's specific to the particular use case that you would be creating uh, that you would be creating it for. Yeah, you know, just Mike, can I can, I want to comment on this? 
the two things that I would be interested on in on records on a blockchain is one, save me some paperwork. Me, the patient, save me some paperwork. You know how many times I go get a flu shot, I fill out two pieces of paper. It takes me long to fill out a piece of paper until I get the flu shot. And, and the other one is when you, I don't know where these medical records are all stored. They talk about medical records. Where are they? I don't know. They're out there somewhere. The one time you're going to need my medical record is when I'm unconscious and laying in the frick, laying on the ground or, you know, and there's the paramedics are on top of me. I, I'm not going to be able to fill out a piece of paper, but I sure hope you don't want one. <laughs> if it's on the blockchain, I, you won't need it, but you have to unlock it somehow because it'll be encrypted. Yeah, that's that's actually a good point. So, and that's something else that you really need to think about. With uh, what point will you be using these records? Like, say, you know, if God forbid Rick is unconscious and they need to know some things about Rick, is he allergic to death? Yeah, well, I would say he is. You know, that's that 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 that's a, that's an assumption. Um, but really, you got to think about. Okay, so what do they need to know? What do they not need to know? Because yes, we are looking to save Rick. We want him to live. We like Rick. Well, I like Rick. I hope I hope others feel the same way. But Philippe, do you feel the same way? I love Rick. I love Rick. Yeah, I yeah, hope yeah, the yeah, paramedics yeah. think so. So we, we, yeah, we, we we have yeah we reached consensus. We 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 love Rick. We want him to live. But do we want uh, Rick's information to then get leaked somewhere because he needed that? We needed to be saved by the paramedics. Because I'm not even saying somebody's going to do something malicious. Somebody screws something up, records get get leaked, and does the, the does Rick need to be in that information? So how do we find that perfect balance between giving enough information to the doctor to be able to save Rick, but then also to be able to save Rick's privacy? That's that's where that that that's where it it turns into. Okay, so who exactly are we making this for? What exactly is the use case for this particular solution? It needs to be readily available. They need to be able to get to it without it being compromised. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's it's uh, it's it's a happy medium. That seems like a very difficult solution. I mean, it's ambitious. It definitely needs to be done, but there are so many different variables that need to be put in place before something like that could be successfully done. Privacy features need to be improved on blockchain in general. Um, like you were saying, there needs to be somewhat permission, but you know, have some features of permissionless blockchains. And uh, it, 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 there's a medium that needs to take place. And maybe smaller pilot programs in different fields could probably be help transition to that giant medical record use case, which, is, which can't be messed up, not even once. Yeah, because once it's messed up, it's permanent. Maybe that technology, remember Robert Kurnaki was on here and he was talking about encrypting the data in the blockchain? Yes. So that post uh, Gogwin kind of stuff, I think. There's definitely there's definitely a great use case there, but uh, we really need to think about this. We really need to think uh, think these things through because, um, you know, we're at this point, we're not just talking about when Lambo, you know, we're not talking about oh, hey, it's cool if I can play some cards on using the blockchain, blockchain technology. We're talking about people's livelihoods. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Rick's livelihood. Yeah. <laughs> well, Rick, if you have some kind of encrypted device in the future that has your medical records, you need to program uh, like revive me with the taco, you know, or when taco and yeah. paramedics can just bring that taco and 
you'll come back. Uh, yeah, we're good <laughs> to go. <laughs> All right. I hope that answers our, our Reddit users' questions. That there were some really good complex questions in there, and uh, yes, there and it's difficult. And again, guys, um, if if anybody has any questions for me, please feel free to reach out to me on uh, on Twitter on Facebook or uh, just email, I'd be more than happy to uh, elaborate uh, on anything that you would like to hear answered. Sounds good. Yeah, I got you. I got you on Twitter. Oh, next one. All right. Yes. Thank you. Spoken Legacy, by the way. Oh, there was one last piece from Spoken Legacy ideas on how to keep medical records from getting lost. I think we covered that. Assume some sort of multi-signature. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, uh, records being lost. Again, that depends on who holds custody of the records. How private do we want to make them? Do we want these records to be in the custody of the record of the recordee of Rick? You know, but if we do have it in the custody of Rick, you know, it's Rick's responsibility. So it becomes like a wallet, right? So does Rick put these in his wallet? And if he puts them in his wallet, how do we make sure that Rick doesn't lose that wallet? Again, all these questions need to be answered, and it's they're very important questions. Yeah. Okay, cool. So the next question was from Ada Doc, and the question is, what are the metrics? It's kind of a shift in subjects. What are the metrics that will be used to assess success or failure of the pilot with New Balance? Um, that's... Yeah, that's, again, something that I would not like to comment at this particular point. Uh, again, this is a, a business-sensitive subject that, you know, we're, uh, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather not speak about at this point. I, I, my apologies. I would like to, but I don't want to speculate, and uh, I just want to make sure that uh, we do things right. Fair enough. Fair enough. This is an ongoing partnership, and you have to make sure that you're on the same page as New Balance. So, and the shoes just came out. So I'm sure that uh, statistics and all those metrics are being calculated behind the scenes and we'll know whether or not it's successful later down the line. And, and uh, yeah. And, and again, as I said before, um, when I can't speak about these things, I would be more than happy to, as, 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 as you can see, you know, as soon as uh, the New Balance, uh, New Balance deal happened, uh, as soon as I was able to speak about some of the things, you know, I, 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 I spoke to Rick, I spoke to Philippe, I said, guys, you know what, maybe we should do a podcast. Uh, you know, people have some questions and, uh, you know, they were kind enough to have me back and uh, here I am, you know, and uh, I know that people want to know more. I know I'm not going to answer every single of these questions that people want to know and then some people are going to be, and they're going to be a bit dissatisfied, but please don't be because this is something that, that needs to be done in order for our ecosystem to succeed. We need to make sure that we follow these things. We need to make sure that we align ourselves with our partners and we speak in one voice. This is very important for business development. This is very important for our mutual success as an ecosystem. Well, I'm glad we have you working on it because I would screw it all up. <laughs> you want to take the next one? Yes, yes. I would just put everything out in there. Oh, no. You got it, buddy. You got it. Okay, the next question is from Gary Golden. So thank you, Ada Doc. Gary Golden says, thanks for all your hard work and congrats to the team on the New Balance partnership. The first question says, can you talk about the long game of Cardano, Ada within supply chain? It starts with authentication, then what? Is there a plan for using Ada to incentivize New Balance customers? Can you offer a vision of a new value chain where crypto can be useful? 
it it doesn't just end with product authentication. Uh, your answer does not need to be specific to New Balance, but for other future customers. So I guess we can just take that question. Um, and yes, to a second question we can go to afterwards. Right. So, um, well, let's start with the first question. So, um, again, I cannot speak about future plans of New Balance. Uh, so let's that that's the New Balance. That's the New Balance deal. As far as what I think, what I Dan Friedman think about these opportunities, yes, I do believe that there are many opportunities out there for blockchain-based authentication, blockchain-based anti-counterfeiting products. Again, it depends on what we're looking to do, how far we're looking to go, what technologies we're looking to use. If we want to use smart contracts, if we want to use colored coins, if we do use smart contracts, what do these contracts do? As far as incentives, I personally believe that the use of this particular technology would be incentivized by sort of a reward system, something to encourage people to use this particular authentication solution. Because again, it's you know just like with anything, yes, okay, you buy product X, it can be a pair of shoes, it can be a comic book, it can be whatever you know, whatever you want to buy that needs authentication. But it's only as good as the user. So if you don't authenticate this thing, if you don't use the system, it's 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 useless. I mean, it doesn't get a, it's not going to do it by itself. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's the same as um, you know, you go, you buy, uh, you buy something, some piece of electronics, and it's got a warranty card in it, but. You know, you have to fill it out and then send it in for the warranty to kick in. And then, you know, two years later, you think you got a fear warranty on the thing. Uh, and you say, hey, I want to get this thing fixed. But then you never sent in the warranty card and, uh, you know, it didn't register. And so now actually you don't have a warranty. Well, it's kind of the same thing. You need to have incentives for people to use these things. And I believe that that would be one of those, a point system, um, something like that. Yeah, that makes me think of like car maintenance. Put my car maintenance on a blockchain. I always forget what my records are. <laughs> yeah, and again, it's 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 all about what you know. How far are you willing to go? How far do you need to go with this? Do you need to uh, automate this to a point of where you're going to save all these records on the blockchain about your car and the and the app, the DAP that's attached to the blockchain is going to tell you, okay, Rick. You have uh, made service. You had did the service on such and such date. Your car is in such and such state. You need to do this again, and then later on. I mean, what would you really need these records for? I mean, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure that Rick is organized enough to be able to maintain his own car. I I hope. Are you? No. Okay. Let's let 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 let's pretend he is. Let's say Rick is organized. But where else would you use it? Well, you can also use it when you uh, sell your car. You know, you can say, okay, you know what, here are the maintenance records for the car. And then the person that's buying it can say, okay, I, you know, I know that this isn't fudged information. You know, I don't know. This is not just like a notebook that somebody wrote up just before they, before they sold me the car. So they can be sure that, uh, you know, they know about the car and, uh, you know, that they're not getting a lemon. Mm -hmm. So another use case right there. Yeah. Or one that's been beat on. Or something like that, yeah. Yeah, there's. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, it was interesting. Like um, almost maybe twenty years ago, I don't remember how long ago. Diamond companies, diamond makers, uh, started record. They they would take a picture and give you a card with the picture of the diamond, 
Then when you go to trade it in, it, it increased the value because it was certified. Yeah, that was a certain grade diamond. And it wasn't a blood diamond or something like that. Now they're using lasers to put micro engraved uh, numbers in mm-hmm. in the diamond that are too small for the human eye, but a jeweler can see them, obviously, to uh, validate it. So there's some interesting stuff going on in that field. But I think I'm just kind of like I'm taking a solution and looking for a problem to solve with it uh, when I say that kind of stuff. But uh, that's good. Did we get the? Did we answer those questions for? Oh, I closed my Reddit tab again. Uh, that was from Gary Golden. Gary Golden had a second question, but Dan, you had something that you wanted to say, or? Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. The second question is Atala, and it says, "Talk about the vision here. Am I right in thinking that the real target is government, not classical, not classic enterprise? Is the first use case meant to be a bridge between governments and the private spe- sector?" or used specifically within government settings. He loves all the momentum with the Cardano and growing community and he says thanks again. Well, thank you very much for uh, you know, for your for your support. Uh we couldn't, you know, I I mean, I I I really need I really makes me feel great when I see the support that comes from our community and uh, the uh the genuine interest that comes from our community. So let me let me get into your question. Um you are correct. This is a government and smart city centric. Uh, well, not centric, but this is this is aimed for governments for, and for smart cities. Um, and uh, yes, it can be used for enterprises, but at this point, we're mainly working with governments uh, who, again, are looking to build technologies around digital identities because that's what Atala really, is, you know, the core of Atala really is digital identities. And so these digital identities are mostly used in a uh, state setting, in a government setting, uh, where you attach services to them. So somebody's got a digital identity. They can represent themselves. It's unique to them. It prevents identity theft, things like that, you know, all these good things that, you know, make, uh, make a country more stable. And you attach services to it, whether it's uh, university uh, university degree verification, whether it's medical records, you know, your regular services like licenses, uh, driver's license, uh, you know, anything you want. And so the vision here is, is to provide a tool for these markets for developed and developing markets to create a, uh, you know, to, 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 to create a safer livelihood for people, to create a more streamlined livelihood for people in their jurisdiction and to potentially leapfrog, as I said, over having, uh, you know, leap, leapfrogging out of bureaucracies, you know, out of tons of paperwork, records getting lost, 15 different people doing things that are one per- then, you know, they can be done by one person. All these things that we don't like when we go to the various government agencies that always take so much time to do. Um, that's what, uh, that's one of the main goals of Atala is to streamline, to streamline things for the average person so that they have more control over their information so that they have more security and that they have more ease of use, ease of use within their, uh, uh, within their home. I could see that being useful. I went and stood in line to try to get a marriage certificate from many years ago at a a government facility and it. Not only did they send me from Norfolk to Richmond, about 50 miles away, I never got it. (laughs) 
Well. So, yeah, make that a little more efficient if you could, please. All right. You guys yeah. ready for the next question? This I'm, a- I'm thinking I'm thinking maybe I'm thinking maybe uh, trying to put uh, things that your wife says on the blockchain so then you can go back and say, see, you said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't want that. Or, or, or is that no? That's that. a slippery slope. That, that, they could backfire. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Scratch but that. You say it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a double-edged sword. I wouldn't yeah, want you to see, come back. At but me. you see, in, in, in block in block fifty-three ninety-seven, you said. <laughs> yeah, not uh, yeah, yeah. Scratch that. Not not yeah, not, not the best idea one. in the world. We don't want to use that one. All right. So the next question comes from Reddit user Zelportum, XEL Portum. And uh, this is great. This is right up my alley. Will Cardano be making partnerships with banks to make accessibility to the ADA token easier to the mom and pop without safe and trusted financial service institutions like ordinary linking ordinary citizens to the ADA token? then I don't see mainstream adoption ever taking place and only crypto zombies eating each other on casino exchanges like Binance and Bitfinex. And let's throw Coinbase in there too. We'll be making use of the ADA token for speculative trading reasons only. So how does Cardano plan on getting around this? And basically that's, you know, how do we get cryptocurrency and specifically Cardano in the hands of mom and pop and get away from all this casino-like activity with these exchanges. Any ideas? Well, um, actually, that brings me to uh, something else that just happened in the Cardano ecosystem. The Cardano Foundation has uh, partnered up with uh, very good friends of mine from uh, COTI, C-O-T-I, that's Currency Over the Internet. It's uh, it's an Israeli company uh, located at Tel Aviv. Um, and that's actually one of the things that I, that's, that I was doing when I was in Tel Aviv past, this past uh, June. Uh, we spoke with them about creating this, uh, this ADA payment system. So do I think that uh, we should partner with banks? I mean, we could, but I don't think partnering with banks Banks in particular uh, would create that what you're calling, you know, the uh, accessibility for mom and pop. Accessibility for mom and pop would come from products that are easy to use. So creating financial products and payment products that are easy to use. Um, It could be with a bank. It could be partnering with a bank and the bank adopting this particular technology. But it it doesn't necessarily is not necessarily limited to banks. Um, Like, say, for example, this. this ADA payment system that uh, Coty has created, very simple. Uh, you go to their website, you sign up with them, you get a widget, you put it on your, you put it on your website, and uh, mom and pop can pay with ADA. You know, um, you just have to tell them how to use Daedalus. You know, hey mom, just here's Daedalus. Put this, you know, scan this, uh, scan this QR code, and tell them, but type in how much money you want to send or how much ADA you want to send. Done. So. Um, there are many different ways of uh, making Cardano go mainstream. And yeah, the main thing about that is ease of use. And it can happen in many and various different ways. It can happen with these particular payment systems. It could happen with uh, partnerships with banks. And we are working on uh, various, I'm personally working on various different ways where ADA and where Cardano can be used to create financial products and to create payment gateways and just promote mass adoption because that's one of our main goals. 
Yeah. Well, that's a good answer. And the reason I really like this question, I'll give you an example. Here's why I like banks better than cryptocurrency exchanges. If when I go to a bank to get a new financial product, I fill out a piece of paper and they say, let me check your ID. So I fill out the same information on a piece of paper that you fill out on a, a an exchange. And they say, let me check your ID. And I hand the person my ID. They look at it and go, okay, yep, that's you. Go ahead and sign the paper. And they're good. They simply, a human looked at my ID card. You sign up for a new exchange and you're uploading all this stuff into the internet, pictures of yourself, your birth date, your social security number. Right, right. And I just go, and you're not looking at a human and the internet is a scary place. You know, and you're like, where's this data going? And what's going to happen to my data when their server gets hacked? Because their server is going to get hacked, you know. Information custody. And for some reason, I feel more comfortable sitting at a bank, talking to a human, handing them. I think this is what this person was getting at. And that's what mom and pop like. Mom and pop like to go to the bank. They talk to a human. They check their ID. They don't have to scan it and upload it. Um, just my thoughts. Uh, just kind of. Yeah, that's- I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just unloading my baggage. <laughs> well, uh, and, and, but you Philippe know what does that too. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you, your baggage is, is 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 filled with useful baggage stuff. It's it, yeah. It's definitely that's definitely something that is needed. And I believe that. Well, say for example, in uh, in Georgia and in I believe Ethiopia has this as well. They have uh, kiosks. Where you go to to uh, basically do these kind of transactions, and again, it's easier for somebody to go to a kiosk. Uh, they feel safer going to a kiosk and actually presenting uh, their information to somebody instead of uh, you know it going to some magical place on the internet, and you don't know where it goes. You know, it just mm-hmm. it just disappears. So yes, it is very useful. Um, it is something that I and we are aware of, and uh, yes, I do believe that this is uh, that, 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 that this should happen, and this would promote mass adoption by the generation that doesn't really understand what the blockchain is, and and this in its essence. You don't really need to know what the blockchain is. You just need to know that it works, and you need to know that it works better than X. You know, the same as with the Internet, you know, uh, why do so many more people? I mean, do people really know how to email works? You know, the average person. I mean, do you, you know, uh, you know, IMAP servers and pop three servers and, 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 and pings and, you know, authentication, uh, SSL protocols. I mean, the average person doesn't really know, doesn't really care about that. All they know is they can send an email without having to write it on a piece of paper, putting it in an envelope, putting a stamp on it, throwing it in the, uh, and, and it taken, you know, days to get somewhere. They can just send the thing, get an answer in two minutes or whatever the other person is looking at it. The same thing has to happen with the blockchain. The same thing will happen with the blockchain. And I believe that this, what you're speaking of, is very important for it to happen with the blockchain. It has to be where the traditional user experience is still there. And so the learning curve is just, okay, instead of writing this on paper, you type it in the, com- the, the computer and you press send. You know, the same thing. Okay, instead of, uh, you, know, instead of uh, you filling out all this paperwork at the bank, you just go into the bank, you show them, okay, dad, okay, so all you do is you, you go to the bank, you show them your ID, they scan this card that you have, 
or they scan this, uh, or they scan the app that you have, the QR code that you have, and you just and and, and you can select if you want to send the money to mom, if you want to pay for your gas bill, if you want to make a donation, you know, you just select it on your phone. That's it. That's all you do, and it's done. Oh, really? Oh, okay. So, so where does it get get sent from? From your special bank account, you know. It's yes. It's I mean that that, that that's what it's about. It's about presenting that familiar use case or, or familiar uh, user experience. I think that's very important, and I think this comes down to the whole the whole idea of blockchain. When you look at crypto Twitter and the attitudes of people in the crypto sphere, they're so against middleman services. But you need a combination of those those services that are provided in the legacy system and implement them within blockchain in order to f- make the masses feel comfortable. Because at the end of the day, it's only a small number of people that are actually going to get ingrained into cryptocurrency, into blockchain, that are going to know the technicalities of what's going on. But people don't. most people don't have time for that or don't even want to hear it. They just want to make sure that they're saving money and the convenience of them spending from special bank account is sort of like the services that they are that people offer today. So having those those middlemen in blockchain, I think that would provide more of a transition for the older audience and the some of the younger audience that don't even want to be bothered to tell you the truth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it just uh the, 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 there has to be that happy medium. You know, you can't just expect people to just again, you know, jump over and understand perfectly, you know, uh how to buy bitcoin how to send it i mean my dad my father he's uh is in his 70s you know he worked in it for probably 45 years you know uh i mean he, he used to bring still bring the you know the ticker tape back home with him you know that's that's you know for for, for all you youngsters does that you know the white tape with the little the little holes in it really old computer systems and he's very computer savvy obviously you know uh, used to be a um uh, one of the uh, 12 senior architects for Unisys before he retired. And yeah, to him, I still, I mean, he has an idea of how it works. But I said, hey, dad, how about I just send you, you know, Bitcoin for this? He's like, you know what, son? No, just, you know, just, why don't you just send me the regular money? <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs> it's just it's just a lot easier. So, uh, you know, and, and if, if my dad can't, you know, if for my dad, it's kind of a pain in the, in, 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 in the tuchas. To get into it without really me taking them through it, you know, yeah, the average person is going to be like, ah, you know what, this is the other the other way still works, and it's not that big of a pain in the tuchas, and yeah, it's you know, well, we'll do that, we'll do that. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it's going to be a world in the future where, I mean, they could improve their products where everyone has a ledger sitting in their house or wherever their special places. And they're guarding all those assets because that's for the hodlers and the people that are speculating and the people that are trying to, you know, at this stage in crypto. But if we're living in a world five years from now where everyone has a ledger in their house, that's not a world I want to live in because once the the burglars figure out that people's legs are getting broken, you know, people don't understand. You obviously haven't had your house run through. If you think that that's going to be a suitable- it's a slippery slope, it's a slippery slope. It is, yeah, yeah, very. And I think Cardano hit on it early on that fiat and crypto will live in parallel. One won't replace the other. You can't, you know, crypto is not going to replace fiat, but they can live in the same world. 
and and I think once that user experience gets there, I think we're good to go. So excellent conversation, guys. You guys ready for the next uh, question? Philippe, what are we on? Yes, uh, we're on Mick Groggins. And Mick Groggins says, without violating any NDAs, what can Daniel tell us about interest from Fortune 500 type in using Cardano for their, for their projects? Right. So without violating any NDAs, um, I would say that, yes, there has been interest on uh, on various things. And again, these particular relationships are in various stages of development on uh, basically, you know, I mean, we, we had interest in supply chain management. We have interest in payment systems, uh, interest in, uh, you know, just custom smart contract technologies transportation chains, I mean, you name it. I, I'm talking to people about all of these things. Again, I cannot speak about uh, who I'm talking to, uh, but these are uh, major players in the, you know, uh, uh, major major companies. And I'll do my best to, uh, you know, make something out of these particular conversations and relationships. And again, bring us uh, more uh feasible and uh, exciting uh, use cases into the Cardano ecosystem. Great answer. Yeah, thanks. Are you going to do like Mark Zuckerberg and go sit on Capitol Hill and get flame sprayed by Congress? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm going to do the Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> face like, like, um, yeah, and there's going to be like a guy behind me that's, uh, you know, that's doing weird stuff. <laughs> um, Congressman, um, that is uh, the iPhone. We are Android. Uh, or, no, that, that wasn't my. <laughs> you know. No, but good for Mark, like Charles says. Good for Mark going up there and being the the honey man. Oh yeah, and uh, go go get him, killer. Go get him, killer. Okay, uh, so that was what was our next one without okay without violating an NDAs. So you didn't violate any days for. People were kind of looking at, okay, so you got New Balance, you know, who's next? Well, it's kind of hard to say who's next because then you give away your business strategies and somebody else. I mean, if I say who's next, they might not be next after I say it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Right. There, there lies the problem. I, I want that answer too. I want to say, Daniel, who's next? I want to say, Daniel, tell me all your secrets right here on the podcast. There's, you know, that's what I want to know. But I know, I know you can't do it. Yes, uh, uh, we just signed the deal with the East India Trading Company for supply chain. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> People would refinance their houses if they already haven't <laughs> to just to buy more. Okay, so we got a, another question from Andalibrana on Reddit. And this Reddit user asks, is there any or how much ADA gets consumed or used by New Balance Real Chain? Right, so... Um the New Balance Real Chain, uh, when it uses Cardano, um, the way to hash a transaction is by hashing it in the colored coin or using the colored coin. That colored coin is ADA. Um, I can't elaborate on how exactly the amount of ADA that's being used, but there is an amount of ADA that's being used every single time a transaction gets hashed on Cardano every time a shoe gets authenticated on Cardano. So yes, ADA is being used. How much? Um, I would have to get back to you. Fair enough. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Reddit user Ando Lebrana. Next question is from Joe King Joker. And this person has, I have two questions. How can the New Balance blockchain be based on Cardano if smart contracts and side chains are not yet finished? 
And why did they use why did they choose Cardano knowing this? Won't rework have to be done once we get smart contracts and side chains? And number two is about Atala. To what extent is Atala hindered by the lack of smart contracts in Cardano? And can projects already start being built with Atala, or do they need to wait until smart contracts during the Gogan era? So these are two questions. One of them has to do with the New Balance deal, and one of them has to do with Atala. I believe that you answered most of the que- the first question earlier in this podcast, but uh, maybe you need to elaborate on whether or not this 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 partnership, this real chain, will be reworked once smart contracts come out. Again, I I uh, now don't get me wrong, I cannot elaborate on the future of the deal. However, what I can tell you is that. This particular solution does not use smart contracts. Uh, it uses colored coins. Um, if you'd like to check out how co- colored coins work, uh, there is actually uh, th- there were several uh, posts on in the, in the Facebook, Cardano Facebook group where people uh, provided really good sources about how colored coins work. Um, you can also just look it up online. Um, it's as I as I mentioned before. It's it's where a particular coin is used for its hash. Um, so no, there is no smart contracts use. So it's 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 uh, irrelevant uh, for you know for for, for you know the uh, the smart contract era of Cardano. The second part of the question is uh, it's very important to make the distinction. Atala is not Cardano. Atala uses Cardano. Atala uses some of the, in fact, it uses the technology created for Cardano. But Atala is not Cardano. Uh, Cardano is its own is is the uh, permissionless blockchain created by input output, and Atala is the enterprise solution, or basically, you know, something more like the Hyperledger Fabric type of solution created by input output. Atala has its own technology that's being used. So it's not really dependent on uh, the progress of Cardano as much as one would think. Thank you for uh, elaborating on how these colored coins work. I was looking on the IOHK blog for any information on colored coins, but I guess we'll have to... uh, I was thinking there would be a research paper on it, but I didn't see one there. I'll have to look into that. But uh, thank you for expanding on that a little bit. So from uh, Brinker59, he says, Hi, Daniel. Could you tell us if the New Balance partnership is going to be only for the new basketball shoe or is it going to include other models too? Like this t-shirt I got right here. Uh, Are the other model shoes or just going to be that premium shoe? Uh, Again, that's something else I cannot elaborate on. I cannot elaborate on okay. on uh, what uh, you know what future lines or what what, what other lines uh, they may or may not use the solution on. At this particular point, is just what you see, and uh, we will. It's a you know it's a pilot to see uh, you know how well this works, and uh, once we assess that, we can then start assessing where you know where how how this how this can be expanded. But at this particular point, it is what it is. It is what you see. Yes. Yes. Uh, I think that makes sense. I actually contacted New Balance customer support probably one or two days ago to see whether or not they were going to carry the Omni Ones or the OMN S's at a local New Balance near me. They could not verify yet. I had to contact the individual store. I haven't done that yet, but uh, it seems like this is very... At, at this point, the the person also told me that the list of locations that they have it 
in California. So I'm assuming that New Balance moving forward is going to see how this runs and, you know, maybe in the future they may expand or go different directions, but uh, it's interesting. And one thing I like to inform everyone is that the customer rep also told me that this is like a limited edition shoe. So uh, it's a special project. I don't know how true that is from the customer rep that that was speaking to me, but uh, yeah, I thought that would be relevant right now, but I'm glad you do your research. You actually called them. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> I went to a store and I ended up explaining to the uh, a little bit, explained to the employees what uh, the real chain was right. and how this was working, what Cardano is. I took a moment to do that <laughs> while I was getting the, the shirt and the shoes. <laughs> and they were like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, man. This is Rick. Rick went to the store and explained to the guy what Cardano is. Be like Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was cool. Though. I get, I mean, I got to the store, uh, got a nice picture, big giant New Balance. The employees wouldn't do a picture with me. I said, "We do Twitter pick," and I'm like, "No, but you're welcome to take your picture with that sign over there." Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, could you just get out of our store? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. They're very great. It was awesome. Hurry up and buy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, they were very, very polite, and it was awesome. It was great. So, from University on Reddit is our next one. Yes. The question reads, what a great surprise to see a commercial, consumer-facing application of a blockchain. Can you tell us if there are more projects like this coming up, and what can you tell us about them without breaking any NDA? Or to make things even easier, fill in the gaps. We are working with blank companies on around blank projects total. Of these blank percentages, will be used using the public Cardano blockchain, and certain percentages are private networks. So that's a very specific question. Well, I would say that uh, right now I am uh, working probably with at least uh, half a dozen companies uh, speaking to, and again, these are in various stages of de- of development, various stages of the relationship, various stages of uh, trying to figure out what synergies we have. Again, this is uh, you know this ranges all the way uh, from payment systems to financial products to supply chain management to uh, certificates of authenticity, of certificates of origin. So a, a, a plethora of uh, different use cases that can all be powered by Cardano in various stages. So again, this is something where, you know, some, on some things I might have to wait for the Gogan era, some things that we can do right now, some things that we can do right now with the combination of Atala and the Cardano, so it's it's all these things. Uh, you know, it's it's not uh, there is no plug and play solution. It's all about figuring out who needs what and what combination of what we have will do that particular. Uh, you know, uh, bring that particular solution to the client. And it looks like some part of the answer is how much of those companies are plan on using the public Cardano blockchain, and how many are private? Like, if out of the six, is it a couple of them want public, a couple want private, or how's that work out? I would say at this particular point, it's about uh, half and half. And again, it depends, you know, because uh, like I said, it's it's pretty early on in these particular, with, with, with these particular relationships to really determine what exactly we're doing. Like, say, for example, I mean, this is not, uh, you know, this is not a Fortune 500 company, but for example, in Georgia, uh, the Georgian project, uh, I started working on developing that particular relationship, uh, I believe, last August or July or August. And it took up until probably this May 
to really figure out what is the best thing to do and how we're going to do it. You know, if we're going to do something with Cardano Tech, if we're going to do something with Atala, in fact, it, it, it really turned out to be Atala only recently. You know, we, we only recently decided, okay, this is the lowest hanging fruit. And this is how we take advantage of that. So again, you know, I could say what, where it's at right now, but it really doesn't mean that it's going to stay there. It just, it just, that's, that's what we're thinking right now, but we're still brainstorming on a lot of these things. That's great. I think that very well answers that question. The next question on Reddit is from Oracle triple three, triple five. And Oracle asks, can you talk about any other u- use cases for Cardano that have caught your eye or that you're excited about? Well, I would say that uh, what I am personally excited about is the different possibilities we have for using Cardano in combination with uh, Atala and digital identities. I really do believe that that is uh, one of the ways to mass adoption is to use uh, is to use the blockchain for creating digital identities and and then putting services on top of that. And again, with the use of digital identities, you create all these different opportunities for yourself because you have different aspects of people's lives that you that you need to streamline, that you need to flesh out. And um, you know, with the versatility of Cardano, you can say, you know, here we need, you know, I mean, I'm talking about you know future Cardano, but here we need, you know, here we can use smart contracts. Here we can use uh, chimeric ledgers. Here we can use side chains. You know, and uh, I'd say that is the, because all these other things, I mean, they're cool, you know, but I think they're just, you know, payment systems or supply chain management systems. They're cool, but I think they are pieces of a bigger picture of a bigger puzzle of digital identities and just digital representations and uh, things that, that better livelihoods, that better people's livelihoods through the use of, through the use of blockchain technology. Yeah, cool. Thanks. And uh, that that answers Oracle triple three triple five's question really good. And Philippe, we only got two more questions left. Can I do this follow-up from Oracle? Go for it. All right. Oracle also asks, please tell us about the dream you had last night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the dream You don't I have had... to answer that, but if no, you no, want... No, 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 no. Um, so the dream I had last night, um, I was uh, working and my wife is sitting next to me. And all of a sudden, uh, she's not saying anything. And all of a sudden, she just goes slam on the table. Just bang. I said, what? What's going on? What, what, what are you doing? Well, why? Just please. Please. Just, you know, what, what's going on? I need to work. Doesn't say anything. And I go back to work. Two minutes later, it just goes slam. Just bang on the table. I'm like, Baby, what's going on? What, what, what? Why are you? She doesn't say anything, right? And then um, two minutes later, I hear another slam and it wakes me up. And uh, so, what that actually was is uh, we, uh, we have a lot of animals. And one of the animals, and, and we have uh, five bunnies. And all these bunnies are actually in our room. We keep them in our room. And one of the bunnies, the, the the female bunny, kept stomping her feet, and it kept shaking the cage, and it was the slamming sound that she was basically stomping her <laughs> feet, but I thought it was my wife slamming on the table in my dream. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's weird how your brain interprets what's yeah, so going on in the real world. <laughs> yeah. So that was the dream I had <laughs> last funny. night. I'm, aren't you glad you asked? 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of freaky, but yeah. <laughs> That's how dreams are, man. Five bunnies in the same room in 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 your bedroom? Yes, uh it's 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 a it's wow. a work in progress. We have a dedicated room for the bunnies uh that I'm still building up. So, uh for now they're staying with us because they need a uh climate controlled environment because they're really sensitive to uh to changing temperatures. They need to stay at 25 degrees Celsius pretty much all the time. Yeah. You got to keep them away from power cords because they like to chew on them. They'll bite right yes, through Yes, yes, exactly. exactly. Hey, you know your bunnies. I don't know why they like power cords. You know your bunnies. I, 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 you know, I had one that we just let out, you know, and to let them run around. And then, you know, for some reason, my my power cord to my to my phone stopped working. And I, what, the heck, what the heck is going on with this thing? I just bought it and I look at it and it looks like one of those, you know, like Christmas decorations when you pull it apart and it's like little, like a bunch of little guys. Like, yeah. like oh, okay. He chewed on it. That was nice of him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, man. They like power cords. <laughs> That's pretty wild. Okay, Philippe, you got the last one there, sir. Last question is from Let0070. What are some valuable forms of marketing you've seen for Cardano? So, um, forms of marketing. Well, um, I believe that uh, marketing happens with use cases, okay? So um, in that particular sense, uh, I rather actually not not comment too much about marketing because we're still building up the marketing strategy. So maybe we should... Uh Maybe we should kind of scratch. Yeah, that and you're one. not the marketing guy, so you don't have. Yeah, to speak yeah, to yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Like I'm that not. would be. We. I wouldn't ask you how you know something Haskell something. I wouldn't ask you that. I mean, that's because that's not you. Yeah. So yeah, we so don't need fun. to. We don't need to go there. But that. I mean, that's a good. That's a good question, though. That you is know what a good, good marketing is having a podcast. It's on nine major streaming providers, and now we're. 10. That's good marketing right there. That is good marketing. 51 apps. I checked right before the podcast. 51 apps have have um, communicated with our streaming services. Wow. Well, There's good marketing for you. That's that is pretty good marketing. Rick, how many countries are we in and how many and how many countries are we in? I can't remember. I don't know. Combine YouTube and Podcast downloads. We just went over twenty seven thousand unique downloads on the podcast. Uh, what did we hit? Two million minutes. I think I ho- that was I, that was a while ago. I think we're probably at three million now. Something like it was, that. It was way over 100, 150 something people downloading our podcast in very remote areas. One I guy mean, in Iceland. Shout out to Iceland. Good job. Shout out to Iceland. That guy out there. Someone in Iceland downloaded our podcast. Yeah, Iceland, huh? <laughs> in the Middle East, in Africa, everywhere. So I'm, I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. That's. We just don't have any downloads on Antarctica yet. Yeah, but we no. might get one well, soon. Yeah, let's let's see if we can get McMurdo online. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Charles is going there on an expedition coming up, so yeah. Uh, down there, say, hey, Charles, can you download it just so we can get that little check in the box? Charles is going there on an expedition. Might mean that I might be going there on an expedition. Okay, oh. okay. just don't die. Uh, it, Are you going on his uh, wingsuit <laughs> adventure too? Uh, I know he was talking about that in his last day. No, 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 no. He he can go. He can go wing wing, wing shooting. I'm I'm yeah. I'm just I'm cool with that. I'm I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. No, no, no. Just I, I like diving underwater, not diving out of planes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't go both at the same time because if we lose both of you, then we're kind of you know you know yeah that would yeah, yeah. we don't want to lose I'll, one, but two would be really bad. 
Yeah. Well, one of us is yeah. expendable, not both, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We, you got to have some redundancy there in the leadership positions. Both both of you are mission critical at this point. So I hope that, I don't know, you have some sort of uh, security when you guys move around just to make sure that nothing reckless happens. Yeah. Security. We're going to go wingsuiting. Oh, I have a parachute just in case. <laughs> if you're doing something that requires a parachute, you're probably doing something dangerous. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and it's not one of those spare tires like they have on Looney Tunes, you know, when Bugs Bunny gives the other guy a parachute, but it's actually a spare tire in there. Yeah. Yeah. Or an anvil. Like, hey, Doc, you got a spare? Yeah, I got a spare for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, thanks for answering all these business questions. I know they're kind of tough. Well, thanks. Thanks, everyone, for, uh, you know, for for the interest. Thank you for asking the questions. Uh, Really appreciate it. Yes. So we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to give you the final words and then we can say bye to the audience. This has been a marathon. So thank you again to Daniel Friedman of IOHK. He is the business development guru. He was on here talking about Atala, the New Balance deal. And once again, he reiterated that this is a team effort. There are a lot of people behind this project that may not be in front of the podcast right now, but there's he was saying that there's about 20 people that worked on this New Balance deal. And things are getting done at IOHK because of people like Daniel and his team. And we look forward to some great announcements in the future. And I know that they're doing work. And I know that it's very probably labor intensive and travel intensive. And it requires a lot of creativity. This is thinking outside the box. This is a brand new business model that needs to be fleshed out. And there are a lot of things that need to, a lot of intangibles that need to be discussed before creating these deals. It's a lot of creativity. So I respect you for that. And uh, do you have anything else to say to the viewers of the Cardano Effect? Anything you want to leave us with or what to look forward to to in the future? What we can keep our eyes on or eyes peeled out for? Well, I do actually have something. If some of you had a chance to check out the first podcast I was on, the first Cardano Effect podcast I was on, you might remember that tank. You see the fish tank? Still empty. (laughs) It's still empty. Still haven't had a chance to put fish in there because I'm just out there so much. So, um, well, it is paying off, not for the fish. But, you know, it is paying off. I'm uh, really glad to be presented with the opportunities. Um, I really feel fortunate that I'm doing something I love, you know, and I really, really appreciate the support our community gives us and support that I get from the community, uh, the involvement, the interest. And I'm out there for you guys. I work for you. And uh, as I said, uh, please, please. Feel free to contact me, to reach out to me. If you have any questions, uh, I am very present on social media. I am very present online. Um, we can even set up a, you know, if you are, you know, if you like to hear my velvety voice, you, we can even set up a call. Um, so I am readily available for you guys and uh, I will keep doing my best to uh you know to make this a success story more than it is already because we are a success story but uh i want to take this you know interplanetary sounds good that sounds good i think we can leave the viewers on that and uh i want to thank everyone for tuning in to episode 53 of the cardano effect podcast Please like, comment, and subscribe. Share this episode. We're going to bring you more special guests in the future. 
Daniel Friedman, you are always welcome on the Cardano Effect podcast. We look forward to having you on repeat episodes in the future. Anytime you have something done or you just want to come and talk to us, you're always welcome on. And we appreciate you. We appreciate the time. This was a marathon. And please subscribe. I want to reiterate that. And thank you again for watching. And until the next episode of the Cardano Effect. Bye, everyone. Thank you, gentlemen. Bye.